Welcome to Not A Christian Podcast. It's not a Christian podcast. It's a podcast that just happens to be Christian. In this podcast, we tell stories, we talk about life, faith, and pretty much anything else you can imagine. Now let's jump into it. Welcome back to the show. It's episode 19 of Not A Christian Podcast right here on Friday, February 12th. It's Valentine's weekend, or for me, just another weekend. <laughs> but something that happened last weekend was the Super Bowl. And for some reason, I didn't even mention it on last week's show. Could have had some kind of contest, but, you know, the past is a past. So I really dropped the ball on that one, just like the Kansas City receivers. hey. Hey now, with that being said, we are going to have an official Not A Christian Podcast March Madness bracket here in about a month. That's going to be super fun. So if you like sports and you love Not A Christian Podcast, this is going to be the thing for you. Or if you just want to fill out the bracket based on like who you think has the coolest mascot or the best jerseys, you can do that too. But that's that's going to be in the future. But this past weekend, we had the Super Bowl. And I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say the word Super Bowl on the show. Actually, I know I am, but that's that doesn't make for, for good tension. But a few years ago, a church got in trouble for having a Super Bowl party that they charged admission to because they used the term Super Bowl, which is trademarked by the NFL. And I think on their flyers, they had pictures of the team logo, pictures of the NFL logo, which apparently is a big big no-no. The NFL will come after you. And then like, I think it was Stephen Colbert a few years ago, couldn't say the word Super Bowl on his show because the NFL got super strict for a while. So he, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was Stephen Colbert. He called it the superb owl, which is obviously the same spelling, but just different spacing. But don't worry, NFL, don't come after me. I don't make any money on this show. So (laughs) if you come after money, you're not going to find any. (laughs) If you do, let me know where you found it because... I need to know. <laughs> but as I was, I don't know, I watch the Super Bowl. I watch it every year. And it seems to me like the commercials aren't nearly as funny as they used to be. I don't know if my sense of humor has changed or, but I have, well, I have a theory because, and I'm not, I'm not a big like political correctness, anti-PC guy. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think political correctness has gone like, a little too far, way too far, actually, but I'm not the kind of guy that's going to get on a soapbox about it. I'm not the kind of person that's going to, you know, tell you how terrible society is or call people names just because they're politically correct. So, but I think the era that we live in, the era of political correctness has influenced Super Bowl commercials and just influenced comedy. Really, comedy is the victim, the main victim of political correctness, because you can't say or do anything without offending someone. So, or, or like having it perceived as, you know, you're making fun of a person or a group of people. So I think that's why Super Bowl commercials aren't really that funny anymore. That's just a theory. I've not done research, but a lot of them do appeal more to like sentimentality over humor which, you know, that's obviously a safe bet, trying to make people feel good as opposed to risking offending someone. I don't know. But 
I was not impressed this year with the Super Bowl commercials. I can't look back on, you know, I know I might have like laughed at a couple, but I can't look back and think like, oh, this was this was a great commercial. This was funny. Um, that just didn't happen. I'm not sure which was worse, the Super Bowl commercials or the actual game itself, because that game was a stinker. One of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. I remember a few years ago, the Seahawks blew out the Broncos. The first play of the game was like a snap over Peyton Manning's head, and the Seahawks recovered it for a touchdown, and it was that would just set the tone for the rest of the game. A couple years ago, the Patriots and Rams, it was like 3-0 to zero at halftime, and I don't remember what the final score was, but just an all-around awful, awful game. This year was pretty bad. I'm not exciting. The I guess it was close for like a quarter, or it seemed reachable, but it, it, it became apparent pretty fast that you know Tampa Bay just showed up and Kansas City was playing probably their worst game they've played in two or three years so Super Bowl commercials not great the Super Bowl itself not great but there was something super entertaining that happened during the Super Bowl and that my friends was the Super Bowl streaker (laughs) in the fourth quarter with like five or six minutes left you may have noticed obviously well if you were paying any attention to the game, you would have noticed some dude in like this leotard onesie bikini thing running onto the field. But <laughs> that was obviously the most entertaining part of the game. And, and just really reading about it afterwards made it even more entertaining for me. So the streaker was 31-year-old Yuri Andrade from, of course, of all places, he was from Florida. Uh, of course, the game was held in Florida, so it checks out. It makes sense. But if you listen to the Black Friday special of Not a Christian Podcast, I invited you to look up to Google your birthday and Florida man, and it will tell you something crazy that a Florida man did on your birthday. Because anytime a really weird news story comes out, it always seems to be from Florida. But this dude was from Florida. He was 31 years old, Yuri Andrade. And before the game, he was seen outside the stadium holding up a sign that said, if you give me your extra ticket, I promise I'll streak the field in the fourth. And by fourth, he mean he meant fourth quarter. And of course, somebody, he got a ticket somehow. I guess he didn't buy it. I guess someone gave it to him. And then Andrade came from one end of the field and he went untouched into the Chiefs backfield, which made him indistinguishable from a Tampa Bay defensive lineman during that game. And after this, he continued to run. He put a pretty sick spin move on one of the security guards, took the dude off his feet, and slid into the end zone. Andrade slid into the end zone where he was apprehended. And what the media isn't telling you about this streaker is that Kansas City head coach Andy Reid actually called this dude in jail after the game and he offered him a contract because Andrade was able to run into the end zone in the Super Bowl, something that the Chiefs' offense couldn't do all night. Sorry, that that was a lie, obviously, but <laughs> pretty funny, right? <laughs> Should be a comedian. Uh, but uh, on a serious note, Andrade was released from jail the following morning before 8 a.m. after posting a $500 bail, and he is facing a misdemeanor charge. And, of course, if you watch the game, you know, you saw the dude run onto the field, and, of course, they instantly turn the cameras away. You know, they'll go to commercial or they'll show the sidelines or whichever. And they do that for a couple reasons. Uh, First of all, like, you know, this dude was wearing, like, that bikini leotard-looking thing, 
and he was wearing a pair of shorts over it, but if you watch like the video that someone else recorded, he does kind of pull the shorts down, and it's not full-on nudity, so if, if you don't like that, just don't watch it. Um, so that's why they don't show it on TV. Also, because like if they showed it on TV, it would be like making that person famous, and they don't want to encourage that sort of thing at games because you, they don't want to make these people famous. They don't want to give them a platform and say, hey, if you just run onto the field, your face is going to be all over TV. So that's that's why they don't show it on TV. But there are videos out there. But like I said, if, if you don't want to see like a lot of skin, <laughs> don't don't watch it. But there's there's more to this story than just some dude that decided he wanted to get on TV. He was actually, and this this part is serious. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I'm, I made up the part about Andy Reid earlier, obviously. But this is this is real. He was, if you noticed his pink leotard, it said Vitaly Uncensored. And Vitaly, if you're familiar with like YouTube prank channels, is a YouTube prank channel. And this guy Vitaly is actually a Russian prankster who has, I think it's over 10 million subscribers on YouTube. And he's known, he's well known for doing crazy stuff like this. And because it was on that dude's leotard, he basically got a free Super Bowl advertisement. You know, and and this isn't the first time Vitaly has done anything like this. And like the guy that was on the field wasn't Vitaly, but he was, I guess, commissioned by Vitaly to streak onto the field at the Super Bowl. Vitaly has gone on record saying that you pay millions of dollars for a 30-second ad during a big sporting event. So why not just send a streaker onto the field with a t-shirt or some kind of sign with your company's name on it to get a free advertisement, which, you know, you can't really blame him for that. You can't really say he's wrong because a lot of people have paid attention to the streaker. So in this instance, Vitaly got another guy. He got Yuri Andrade to do it for him. But Vitaly has done it himself. In fact, in the 2016 NBA Finals, Vitaly ran onto the court with his logo. He did it in the 2017 World Series as well in Houston. So at that time, little did we know that that was only the second most illegal thing going on in that World Series. That was the World Series where Houston was banging on that trash can, if you know what I mean. But also, Vitaly got his mom to do this in the 2019 Cricket World Cup final in London. So he got his mom to run out onto the field wearing like this this Vitaly uncensored shirt. Uh, so this dude is he's committed. He's committed to getting his name out there and not really caring how he does it. And the thing is, I think it works. And something else interesting surrounding this story and this one is kind of unconfirmed, but it would be interesting if it were true. So the betting site Bovada in like based out of Las Vegas, I suppose, had a bet on will a fan run onto the field during the game. And the odds were set at plus 750, which means basically a $100 bet would pay out $750 if it happened. Well, Andrade bragged afterwards on a Tampa Bay radio station that he placed a bet with some friends and turned $50,000 into $375,000. And apparently Bovada didn't honor the bet uh, because it was messing with the integrity of whichever. But like I said, all those details are, are unconfirmed. Um, but it would be an, another interesting element to the story. Like, so shout out to Andrade saying, you know what? I 
went to jail, got a misdemeanor, had to pay $500, but to get like a $300,000 payday would be pretty sweet. <laughs> and just hearing like, oh, okay, so I can place a bet on this and I'll be the one to go out there and make it happen. Because you can't really do that in sports betting. Typically, the results are completely out of your hands. But shout out to Andrade. He he took matters into his own hands. So that was the Super Bowl. Those were just some of my thoughts surrounding some of the events of the Super Bowl. While the Super Bowl itself was honestly quite boring. Another thing that happened this week. I almost accidentally got a COVID vaccine. <laughs> so I was it, was it was last Tuesday. And I was driving back from the post office in Alpine and every now and again in Alpine they set up at the fire station and it's like free COVID testing and I was going to go see my family that weekend so I thought you know why not I'll just go I'll go get COVID tested and you know the the line typically sometimes it goes for blocks and you're going to wait for an hour or two but when I drove by there were like two cars in line so I was like oh yeah I'll just do it and I get there and typically all you do is like scan this QR code and give them like your name and your email address and then you go in, and they test you, and then they send you results via email. But this time, it was weird. I had to, like, they had me pull over onto the side, and they said, fill out this form. So I filled out, like, quite a bit of information, and then they took my health insurance information. And I'd been tested, like, two or three times before that at this exact place, and they never they never asked for my health insurance information to get COVID tested. So I was like, well, this is kind of weird, but, you know, it's it's fine. I'll just, I'll just enter it. Took a few minutes, but you know, no big deal. So I did all that, took a few minutes and they had me pull into the fire station. And the way they did it was like, there was like a line of cars. I was the first car in line and I was sitting there for a minute waiting for everybody else to pull in and whatnot. And they take out this like container. And when I'd been there previously, the the COVID tests were in these, like basically these Ziploc bags. And there was like this little tube with a mouth swab and you do it yourself. But when they started pulling this these tests out, they were different this time. So not only was the registration more detailed, but it would look it looked it wasn't like the normal test. And what they were pulling out were these packages with these tubes in them that looked like syringes. And right then I thought, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this a vaccine? <laughs> Is it did I just show up and, and, and sign up to get a vaccine today and full disclosure whenever the vaccine becomes available to me I'm going to get it I just wasn't expecting it to be that day (laughs) and I was like wait a minute I'm not ready for this this is a big decision and so they start pulling those tests out and I was thinking like okay I can just chill out and act like I meant to be here and take the vaccine and you know no big deal I'm not scared of it or the other thing I could have done is (laughs) I could have asked the dude that was like standing there be like, hey man, is this a vaccine? Because up to this point, I just assumed it was COVID testing. I never saw a sign that said testing or vaccine or anything. I didn't see a sign. I just showed up and I was, I was there. I was doing it. And so my thought was like, and I could just ask this guy, hey, is that a vaccine? And no matter what, I would have looked like a complete idiot. Of like, well, yes, man, of course it's a vaccine. Like, why else are you here? (laughs) Why did you pull in here and fill out the information and register and give us your insurance and come and sit up here and you don't even know what this is? And so my thoughts were like, okay, if this is a vaccine, then I could just get it, which I was willing to do that day. 
or I could just like say, you know what, never mind, and drive away, and they would just be like, who is this guy who showed up to do this, filled out all the information, waited, and then when he gets here, hey man, is this a vaccine? (laughs) I was going to look like such an idiot, but it turns out it was just a different kind of test, so I did not get COVID vaccinated yet, (laughs) but it was just like this tube that you spit in, but like, in all honesty, it was a lot of spitting I had to do. Like I didn't like for for a second I thought like I can't do this. It was a lot of spit. You know, work up a bunch just to fill up that tube they gave me. Like as soon as he handed it to me, he's like, You're gonna fill this up to the line and I just looked at it, I was like, That's a big old tube to be filling up with spit, but I did it and uh the COVID test came back negative. So uh, we're almost a year into the pandemic. I have avoided COVID so far. So far so good. So that is the story about how I almost got accidentally vaccinated for COVID. Uh, just to give you a roadmap of what's coming up, a couple segments, a couple good ones today. First, we're going to answer a listener question about evangelism, about the nature of evangelism. I'll, so I'll give my thoughts on that. And to close out the show in the spirit of Valentine's weekend, maybe you need some help. You know, have you, have you tried apps like Tinder or Bumble or Match.com? or any of those, and they haven't worked well, good news for you is I've got some really, really phenomenal recommendations for for dating sites. Uh, Not really, but I've got a game for you at the end of this show, and it has to do with weird dating sites. going to be super fun. So without rambling on anymore about anything else, (laughs) let's go ahead and jump into the next segment. Alright, so you guys may have noticed that this episode is going to be much shorter than most episodes of Not a Christian Podcast. You know, I usually try to aim in that 50 to 60 minute range. I kind of found that to be the sweet spot in order to say everything that I want to say, not need to say, because I don't think anything on this show (laughs) needs to be said. But I say it anyways, because I want to say it. Like I said, You may notice this episode is going to be a little shorter. Way back in October, I think when episode 4 was supposed to come out, I didn't end up actually having time to upload an episode that week. So I said that would happen from time to time, maybe, but I've worked really hard to make sure it did not happen. So uh, what happened with this week's show is that once I sat down to kind of think through this question about evangelism that that came in from a listener. I was I kind of had a little bit planned I was going to say, but I didn't feel good about it because I felt like just the question merited more than I was able to give it this week. So, so the way that I recorded this episode was I recorded the opening and the next segment at once and I was going to come back and record this segment on evangelism later on but once again I just kind of ran out of time to do that and after I was really just thinking about the question I was going to answer about evangelism it merited more than just like an hour of thought on my half and then just like a quick recording so the question I said that came in about evangelism I'm going to answer it next week because it it just needs more thought and effort on my behalf and I didn't realize that until it was too late. I'm sitting here on Thursday night. It's coming up on 10 o'clock, and I still have to edit the show. So 
Next week, we'll get to that question. So this is going to be an extra short edition of Not a Christian Podcast. But like I said earlier in the in the show, you know, sometimes just things happen. Life happens, and I have more important things to do than the podcast. And I know that's uh, that's that's a shock to you that the the podcast isn't the most important part of my life. But the question that this listener asked was a good question, and it was it came in a number of weeks ago. And so if you've submitted a question or topic idea before, don't think that, oh, I've forgotten about it. I've got a lot of stuff planned out, and I've been keeping track of of what people say, what people want out of the show. And this question was, do you think of Christianity as saving people from hell or showing Jesus's love? So good thought-provoking question. I know when, when this question was first asked, you know, a lot of things ran through my head, and then I kind of forgot about it for a while. But then in my little notebook where I write down questions, I went back to it and thought, you know what, this is, this is a really good topic to explore. So basically, when we do evangelism, the question is, you know, are we doing that to save people from hell or are we doing it to show Jesus' love? Maybe it's a good thing that we can't get to it because maybe you have time to think about it. Or if someone were to ask you that question or you think about the way you do evangelism, because I know I've... I've heard a lot of evangelism that's kind of based on scare tactics there is such a thing as (laughs) it's called a hell house and i don't know if you've ever heard of it but it's just kind of like this it's really strange it's kind of like a haunted house but it's used for evangelical purposes uh it's used to like basically scare the hell out of people literally and i say that because (laughs) Oh, I may not leave that in. I don't know, but maybe I will. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll leave it in because it's it's contextual. You can we can say that word. It's in the Bible, so we. <laughs> Sorry, I make myself laugh way too much on this show. You know, sometimes when I'm recording this show, I'll say something and then I'll laugh about it, but then I'll just keep laughing to the point where I have to like edit out 30 seconds of laughter because I just make myself laugh. So I leave a little laugh in there to let you know like, hey, this is a joke and I think it's funny. But then I cut out the excessive laughter uh, because y'all would think I'm just really full of myself at, at how often I laugh at myself. But yeah, these hell houses exist to scare people into heaven. <laughs> and I've had people, I've known people that have had experiences in those hell houses and I was reading some numbers on hell houses earlier there was one near Austin Texas a few years ago and they said like 5,000 people came through and I don't know how if it was like a week-long thing or what and it was something like they had like 600 salvations and almost 2,000 recommitments and you know I just think I think using scare tactics um, and using the fear of hell for evangelism is not I don't think it's like biblically ethical I don't think it's good I don't think it sets a good precedent so I do tend to fall on the side of you know sharing Jesus with people doing evangelism sharing the gospel with people is for the purpose of sharing the love of Jesus with them and we're going to get into that more next week. Like I said, it just merits more than what I was able to give it this week. But the good news is that I was able to record a couple of segments instead of just saying like, hey, we're just not going to have a show this week because I know that's 
disappointing. And I guess I'll just take this opportunity to kind of segue that into um, just like a thank you. Because I've gotten messages from people that say like, you know, your Friday is made so much better uh, because Not A Christian Podcast comes out on Friday. And, you know, some people have told me like, you know, it, it makes their weekend better just being able to start it off with Not A Christian Podcast. And, you know, when I started the show, it was like I knew that in order for it to be successful, and I think success is a very, you know, subjective term, but in order for the show to have success, it was going to need to hit with an audience, and it is hit with an audience. And we don't have the biggest audience, but we have a very faithful audience. In fact, I, you know, I, I scheduled the episodes to go out at 4 a.m. on Friday, Central Time. And last Friday, I woke up, and it was like 4.15 in the morning, so I obviously wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting up for the day. I'm not that early of a riser, but I just decided, you know, it's 4.15, episode went out at 4, so I'm going to see who all, I'm going to see if there's been any listens yet, and I went on Anchor, the app on my phone, and we had one listen as of like 4.15, 4.20 in the morning, so shout out to you. If you're my 4 a.m. listener, I maybe you're in a different time zone or something. Uh, that would make more sense, but thank you for listening. Also had a friend this week uh, message me, and he's listened to the show before, and he said that his 12-year-old daughter was uh, sick with COVID this week, and, and because of that, I'm not going to tell you who, who said this, but you know who you are. Shout out. And he said his 12-year-old daughter has been quarantined with COVID since Sunday, and he messaged me this on Tuesday, said that she has listened to the first nine episodes and has loved it says they will walk by her room and just hear her laughing and he just wanted to let me know that I had a fan out there he said she's a preteen girl but she's a fan so you know who you are thank you so much for listening to the show I'm glad I can make your quarantine a little more enjoyable he also said that (laughs) his daughter was super excited that he knew me and she said you know dad that's cool that you know this guy (laughs) So <laughs> I'm also helping dads out there get cool points. So if you're a dad out there and you're listening, you know, just let your kids know that you know me and that makes you automatically like way cooler. <laughs> no, so like I, that's funny to me is like I'm not a cool person. I'm not, I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm a very interesting person to know. <laughs> I'm just a normal guy. So I don't know. It's It's funny. It's funny above everything, and I am so appreciative for all of it. So appreciative for the interaction, and especially with like people that I haven't met in real life. Because I'll have you know people correspond with me about the show that I don't know who you are, and sometimes I'll go on like random following sprees on Instagram where just everyone who, <laughs> everybody who it suggests that I follow, I'll follow them. And sometimes I'll do that until it won't let me follow any more people because there's a limit to that. And I know I've gotten some listeners. I've gotten some people who are like faithful friends of the show through that, just through a random Instagram follow. So (laughs) thank you so much for, for following me back and, and for giving the show a chance and for being here each and every week. Thank you so much. Uh, like I said, sorry about the, lie I told in the roadmap that we'd talk about this question of evangelism, but I promise next week is going to be a really good conversation about this because there's so much, like I said, that can go into it. 
With all that being said, let's go ahead and transition to the final segment. For the final segment of today's show, I've got a list of dating sites that are very specific for very niche groups of people. So, maybe you fit into one of these weird groups, but here's the deal. Some of these websites for dating are real and some of them are fake and you're going to play along at home. So if you've got like a pen or a pencil or something, you want to keep track of your own score, go ahead and do it. I've got 15 of them. I'm going to read the title of the website as well as a brief description that either the website gave or I made up if it's a fake one. And at the, at the end of each one, I will tell you if it is indeed real or fake. So... Like I said, play along at home. There's going to be 15 of them. Let me know how you do. Send me your scores. But the first one is doomsdaycupid.com. And the description is, Find your partner for the end of the world. It may not be long from now, but you can go down in a blaze of glory. So, is doomsdaycupid.com real or fake? going to give you like two seconds to answer on each one of these. So if you need time to think about it, just pause it. DoomsdayCupid.com is fake. It is a song, however, by a band called Octolux, as I was doing some research, and uh, it's not a good song. So just Octolux, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it's just it's just not my thing. By the way, I should mention that I and I came up with these like years ago when I was intern at the Angelo BSM. We did these as like a pre-lunch game. So these are old. Uh, so don't go fact check me and say like, oh, this website doesn't exist anymore because I literally came up with this game like five, six years ago. Anyways, number two. So number one, doomsdaycupid.com was fake. Number two, stashpassions.com. Oh yeah, it's all about the stash, a 100% free social networking and online dating site specifically for singles with a passion for the stash. Style is a difficult thing to pin down, but there is no doubt among Stash Passions members that there is nothing finer than a good stash. So stashpassions.com, it's all about mustaches. Is it real or fake? And it turns out stashpassions.com is a real website. So, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I can grow a pretty pretty, pretty mean mustache if I want to. So I might actually <laughs> might hit that up. <laughs> Number three, nascarcuties.com. Find the one who makes your heart race. The checkered flag of love is in sight. So are you a NASCAR fan? If so, there might be hope for you if this one's real. But if it's fake, I'm sorry to break your heart. NASCARcuties.com is indeed fake. So sorry about that. Number four, DiaperMates.com. DiaperMates is the internet's largest free personals community for adult babies and diaper lovers. So this website supposedly, allegedly, if it's real, is for people who have a desire to be a baby and to wear diapers. They make TLC shows about those people. Not really my kind of person, not my community, but maybe it's yours and it turns out it's real. So if that's you, if you're a, a, a baby at heart, you're an adult baby or a diaper lover, diapermates.com is for you. Number five, albinofinder.com. Find your sunshine without venturing into it. <laughs> Albino finder for the people without pigment on their skin turns out it's fake it's one that i made up so sorry to all the albinos listening to not a christian podcast i know y'all are a big contingent of the show 
uh, but you're going to have to look elsewhere. I'm sorry. Number six, SasquatchHuntersHuntingSingles.com. That's a mouthful, but the description is, you know Sasquatch is real and so is love. Don't hunt for Sasquatch alone. Do it with a love, a love no one can deny. That'd be pretty sweet. Chasing down Sasquatch with the love of your life, but it is fake, so you can't do it. You're going to have to go into the woods to find another Sasquatch hunter. SasquatchHuntersHuntingSingles.com is fake. Number seven, ClownDating.com. Everyone loves a clown. Let a clown love you. (laughs) That's pretty creepy, uh, whether it's real or not. Letting a clown love you, and it turns out it is real. ClownDating.com is a real thing. So if you're uh, looking for a clown, like a literal clown, I guess, go to ClownDating.com and you'll find the love of your life. Number eight, kind of sticking on that same theme, CarneyCupid.com. And no, this is not a dating website for people who love Matt Carney, which I've thought about creating. (laughs) I would be on that. No. Uh, But CarneyCupid.com, as in like carnival carnies. Has life been a roller coaster with up and down relationships? Are you stuck on the carousel of bad breakups? If you have a passion for clowns, rides, fried foods, or anything carnival related, join CarneyCupid.com and we'll help you find the one you'll want to get stuck at the top of the Ferris wheel with, if you know what we're saying. (laughs) So CarneyCupid.com, is it real? Is it fake? Turns out it is fake. So you can find a clown, but you can't find a carny. Moving on to number nine, mulletpassions.com. So earlier we had stash passions, and now we have mullet passions. Yeah, that's right. It's business up front and party in the back. A 100% free social networking and online dating service, especially for singles with a mullet and for those with taste and style to appreciate these unique trendsetters. Mulletpassions.com is real. It's real. Uh, It actually exists mulletpassions.com number 10 amputeesmeat.com and this description is you can be made whole again the only body part you need is a heart aw it's so sweet I made it up it's fake amputeesmeat.com is a figment of my imagination number 11 womenbehindbars.com write prison pen pals Even meet an inmate through women behind bars and become a ray of hope in someone's world. So, can you start a relationship with a woman who's in prison? And if you're okay with that, maybe this is the site for you. And it turns out it is real. So, if you can't find any women, maybe your soulmate is out there somewhere. She's just in prison. That's why you haven't met her yet. So, maybe you should join womenbehindbars.com and write to a woman in prison. Number 12, neckbeardnation.com. Ladies, there's nothing like running your fingers through his luscious neck hair. We get that, and so do you. If you're looking for that man, join Neckbeard Nation. We have dozens of nearded men waiting for a woman that can handle it. The world says shave it, but we know you crave it. (laughs) Neckbeardnation.com. Is it real? Is it fake? It's gross, regardless of if it's real or fake. And it is actually fake. I made that one up. And here's the thing. It's like, like I said earlier, I made this, I I made all these up like years ago. And as I was reading through them today, you know, I found it on like an old flash drive a while back and I saved them because I thought it was a good concept. 
but I think I was funnier like five years ago because I, I these some of these are pretty good. Some of these fake descriptions, you know, as I was going back through them, I'd forgotten about them. They made me laugh. So regardless, there's there's my self pat on the back for the day of, <laughs> of you know, Kyle, you used to be funnier than you are now. But anyway, that was number 12. Number 13, ghostsingles.com. Finally, a dating site for singles who know how to get a life, well, an afterlife. Okay, maybe some sort of in-between netherworld ethereal existence, but if you're looking for love and you're dead, Ghost Singles is the site for you. Ghostsingles.com, so you have to be dead to be on this site, or at least believe that you're dead. I don't get it. I didn't make this one up. It's real. Ghostsingles.com. Go check it out. Uh, Just know that if you do go and and check a lot of these sites out, you're going to have like the weirdest internet search history that's ever existed and you better you better delete that and you better hope nobody ever finds it because they're thinking you're into dating clowns and ghosts and all kinds of diaper mates weird stuff weird stuff that was number 13 number 14 denturedates.com do people write you off immediately in the dating world because you're too old well on denture dates we only accept singles who are 70 plus so join today to find someone to live out your final days with you're almost dead but your love life is alive and well on DentureDates.com. Is it real? Is it fake? Denture Dates, they kind of go in hard after the old people. And uh, that's because I made this one up. It's not real. There's actually a story behind this one. Like I said, I made this game up when I was an intern at the Angelo BSN. And we played it for like free lunch game. And I had like a couple contestants come up there and, and each one like, you know, guessed if it was real or fake and whoever got the most points won or whichever. I did this one, the denture dates. So, you know, keep in mind, I went in pretty hard after old people here. You know, 70, basically said if you're 70 plus, you're almost dead. <laughs> That's basically what I said. And my friend Patrick, who was also a BSM intern at the time, came up to me afterwards and he was like, man, I can't believe you did that one. I was like, what do you, which one? He was like, the old people one. I was like, well, what's the big deal? And turns out there's there's uh so every free lunch a different church would bring it and oftentimes it was like the old late the old retired ladies from the churches because you know it was like on a wednesday at noon everybody else is working and of course the older ladies in the churches are the ones that enjoy making the food so they were they were in our kitchen at that time and uh while i was playing that game and so and i looked and there were like five or six of those ladies and every single one of them was 70 plus (laughs) so i basically told six old ladies that day that they were about to die (laughs) and then as soon as when Patrick explained that to me I was like oh my gosh I have made a huge mistake (laughs) I didn't take into account those people would be here Uh, but like I said they were in the kitchen so there's a chance they may not have been paying attention uh, but I still felt really bad for what I did (laughs) but anyways that's denturedates.com and it's fake (laughs) Finally, number 15, lunchladyland.com. Is there something about a lunch lady that makes your mouth water? Maybe it's the way she looks. Maybe it's the way she cooks. Join, and maybe she'll let you see her without her hairnet on. Find your big spoonful of loving at lunchladyland.com. <laughs> Man, I'm way too proud of these. Like, way to go, like 21-year-old Kyle. That one's fake. Uh, lunchladyland.com is not real, but that, that's funny. I don't think I could come up with that anymore. 
what was I doing back then that made me so funny? <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll like go back in time and have, you know, 21-year-old Kyle on the show and he can like, he can steal it from me, steal the spotlight. But anyways, that's the game. Hope you enjoyed it. Tally up your score. I'll post an Instagram story later on this weekend and you can let me know how you did. Or if, you know, you're single on Valentine's Day and you've had enough of the typical dating sites with all the shallowness, go and find somebody who's just like true to themselves. You know, we, we make fun of people who, who are adults and consider themselves adult babies and wear diapers. You know, we make fun of clowns or people with mullets. But you know what? Those people are just un- unapologetically. They're being who they are. They're pursuing what they like. So maybe you'll find an authentic person on one of these websites. I don't know. I'm not going to go on them, but maybe you could make yourself a profile and uh, see what happens. <laughs> see if see if you have any good luck. But thanks for playing along at home. Let's go ahead and transition to the closing. Thank you for choosing to be a part of the conversation right here on Not A Christian Podcast, episode 19. Join us next week for episode 20, y'all, and be on the lookout in the future for news about the newest piece of Not A Christian Podcast merch. Should be making an announcement within the next two to three weeks, and I'm super excited about it, but we got to take care of some unfinished business because we had a giveaway last week. And basically, the commission was for you to post Not A Christian Podcast thumbnail, either a specific episode thumbnail of one that you really liked, or just the the logo of Not A Christian Podcast on your social media and tag Not A Christian Podcast. And I was willing to give away stickers to 10 people that did this, and it turns out I only had two take me up on the offer. So congratulations to you two. Uh, the only people that did it that, that I'm aware of are friends of the show, Luke and Gracie. So if that's you and you shared the Not A Christian Podcast thumbnail or logo last week, go ahead and send me a DM on like Instagram, Facebook, whichever, and let me know your address so I can know where to send the sticker. Uh, like I said, I've got eight more to give away. So if you didn't participate last week uh, and you want to participate with this week, go ahead, just screenshot or share the Not A Christian Podcast logo or thumbnail on any social media and be sure to tag not a christian podcast in it so maybe you posted last week but didn't tag uh, and if that's the case just just let me know and i'll i'll send you a sticker uh but anyways those yeah had two people take me up on it that i know of so technically the competition the contest the giveaway is still ongoing for eight more people that want to do it so jump on that everybody loves free stuff and Having a Not A Christian Podcast sticker will work to your advantage in future giveaways. Just saying. Thank you so much for being a part of today's show. Going to have a special one for you next week. And by special, I just mean it's like a good round number, number 20. Going to be as aimless as ever, most most likely content-wise. But thank you for being here. That's all I've got for you today. That's a wrap and that's a frat snap. Next time, I promise I'll do just a little bit better. Later. <laughs>